Nicolas. <laughs> it's Fox Force 5. We're back. I don't we even know back. how long we've been away. About two months? Maybe a yeah, little bit longer? Yeah, probably what was it? Started, you know, it was like middle of May, was it? Or started were, May, maybe? You were right up to... You were nearly due by the time that we did the last one. I think you'd only a week to go or something, so... Yeah. Yeah, so just a, two and a bit months. Yeah, so we're back. We're back. Fox Force yeah. 5 is back. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Hi everyone. Indeed. Hello, welcome everybody. Uh, we have a new fox in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Maeve O'Brien in Maeve. the house. She's currently sitting house. in her bouncer looking at me. So we'll see you oh, later. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought she was going to go to bed. Oh, bless her. Oh, I show you, baby. Oh, so she's uh, quite content now looking at her little uh, black and white bed. Um, so oh. yes, uh, there is, so we'll see how long this lasts. And if you hear us squawk, okay. um, yeah. then So this, this episode, <laughs> we're going to start with going into labour and the first three hours. Next week, we'll do the second three hours. The following week. <laughs> no, maybe not. Oh, God, um, yeah. yeah, needless to say, Nicola was a trooper and the beautiful Maeve arrived after, let's just say, a couple of days of hard work. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, it's okay now. It's all the trauma is still there slightly, but uh, maybe not as bad as it was. But uh, yeah, you can hold back uh, some of that content anyway for when we finally take the show on the road and we do some live <laughs> yeah. stuff. We can uh, do that. Yeah, um, all the gory so, details then. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but Maeve is yes. thriving and Nicola is doing an amazing job smashing it as oh, a yeah, new mum. So well done, well done. Everybody. But yes, nine weeks, nine weeks of a new life. And uh, I can't believe she's yeah. nine weeks already. It's wild. Yeah, though, it's at the time. So she's a great baby. You just watch them now and they just get bigger and bigger. They're not your babies but anymore. Actually, oh like she's good fun now because, you know, she like smiles yeah. and like tries to laugh and like stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas like the first six weeks they're kind of boring. Like I was describing just a bit of a blob, kind of like a little potato. And you mind them and that's kind of yeah. it, like a puke and you know, that's it. Whereas like now she's showing a little bit of personality, you know. But mm-hmm. um and she had her jabs this week, so that was kind of traumatic uh, oh. for both of us, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it was three of us, I suppose Japoral Jar too. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been good. Yeah, um, I would say that uh, yeah, motherhood. The first month I didn't really enjoy, <laughs> but definitely mm. getting better each day. The first month I found tough, like you know when they're so yeah. small and stuff like that. You don't really know what you're doing, and you're kind of plus you're you other. feel like an alien in your own body. Yeah, and you feel like you're like not physically great, like so, no. and mentally and hormones and all that jazz. But uh, mm-hmm. definitely things are getting better now. So yeah, she's mm. flying us. She's a great little baby. She's currently in a three to six. Six month onesie, so that's oh. where she is. She's nearly three months, so pushing on. Yes, I have to get the next batch of hemi uh, <laughs> dog baby clothes ready for her. Um, yeah, she's fab. No, you're doing. You guys are doing a great job. It's um, it's such a shock to the system when Mad. you have a new baby, and uh, it does take an awful long time to adjust. And I think, like literally years to kind of get a clear head you know what I mean yes, and the whole thing yeah, so um, yeah. just no, go I've with been, the flow I goes. I suppose I've been lucky enough at least I've had a few like days out and nights out and stuff and we had our little holiday a few weeks ago with the fam mm. and Kelly and Co were here and the mm-hmm. girls all got to meet each other Kelly's little girls and my little girl so that was lovely and uh, it was nice we babysitting Auntie Kelly babysat that was brilliant so uh-huh. we got to have a few like nights out and stuff so that was nice so that definitely helps to kind of helping you you know socialise yeah. seeing people definitely helps to helping you back to normality you know so yes that was Make great you feel more like yourself yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly and very lucky to have it indeed so mm-hmm. yeah so that's the big thing really I suppose <laughs> There's yeah, been lots going on over the last yeah. 10 weeks. I know, I was going to say, so we're not really probably going to do an awful lot of um, 
structure to this podcast today. We're probably just going to chat about a lot of things that have been going mm. on that we've sort of been dying to talk about yes, to yeah. you listeners and dying to um, air our opinions on, to be honest. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we'll cover various things over the, the course of the podcast, it, vaguely in the structure of five things you need to know. <laughs> but um, this is episode 82, people, of wow. Fox Five Podcast. Can you believe it? 82. Yes, it's right. very exciting. Um, but... Yeah, so, oh God, I don't even know where to start. I was going to start with, um, like, normally we do kind of a newsy thing. And I thought I'd talk about my documentary, my baby, for oh, the newsy thing. I was going to talk about um, it for, for my thing, so. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have, a new, I have a newsy thing lined up here, so we can do it for your thing if you want. No, yeah, we, we, yeah okay, whichever, yeah, whichever you prefer. One. So the newsy thing, okay, this is one actual newsy thing, but it's very short anyway. So it's um, the Irish government is set to start discussing the introduction of work leave for anyone going through menopause or bad period symptoms, Roger O'Gorman oh. has hinted at. The government is set to commission research in a bid to make the workplace a better place for those going uh, through either. Minister for Equality, uh, Roger O'Gorman, said that this could probably include leave for employees. This comes after the trade union Forsa called for period leave and a menstrual health policy in all workplaces to be introduced. A survey by Forsa in 2022 showed that 1% of employees currently have protection of a menstrual health policy in their workplace. The survey also found that 70% of people have taken time off work due to their period. That's wild. It's such a high number, uh-huh. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, that's on her.ie. I found that if anybody wants to read it up a bit more. Uh, this can only be a good thing because, you know, I feel like personally, this has not been a huge issue for me over the years. But I know that particularly with menopause, an awful lot of people experience these wild symptoms that really can, that really are debilitating. And of course, there are women out there who have debilitating periods and things like polycystic ovaries or endometriosis, all that. So all those things that are maybe, you know, classed as sort of women's problems. um, There needs to be some sort of recognition of that um, in the workplace, definitely. So Mm. excellent. If that is going to be a thing, we fully support it. Absolutely. There was a few more big things as well. I don't know if you came across that. I think it was a me mm. and they were talking about the changes to like um, allowing parents, like bring it into the law where they're going to allow breastfeeding mothers to have time to breastfeed their children, things while at mm. work. Um, and I think they're That's talking good. about increasing the parental leave from seven weeks to nine weeks by 2024 mm. as well, by August 2024. So there are some big things coming in that front also to kind of help change things in terms of that kind of, you know, those That's kind positive. of rules and laws and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably pick up on some of those things in the coming weeks again when stuff gets back to normal. What's it like in the UK? Back. That kind of stuff, like parents leave. You can breastfeed. You're supposed to be able to breastfeed and work. You can bring your baby in to take breastfeeding breaks and stuff or breaks to breastfeed. Um, parental leave here is pretty terrible as far as I know, but um, mm. we, because we had our babies over there, you know, I don't know yeah. the detail of it. But um, it just is a lot of the stuff comes down to your companies and that as well. And, you know, yeah. people say... Oh, you can take parental leave. But then if you're in a company where you're like the oldest person and no yeah. one else is taking parental leave, that's not going to happen. You know, yes. like there's this, it's just yeah. a certain thing about culture and atmosphere and workplaces as well. And whether, you know, it's all well and good for it to be in law, but then the practicality yes. of it actually happening in your workplace is another thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll maybe look at that again uh, at some stage in the next wee while. Mm. So that was number one. Did we say one? One. Yes. Two. So two, normally we do um, TV and stuff, but over to you, Nick. I, there's lots of stuff to talk about here. Yeah. <laughs> loads of stuff, loads and loads and loads of stuff. So I thought we'd start with Barbie because probably the freshest thing on my head. I've loads of stuff to talk about, mm. but we'll start with the big ones, obviously, because uh, probably mm. the two big black 
blockbusters of the summer, Barbenheimer, mm. as they've been calling it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the the mm-hmm. face-off between Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, yeah, or or not even face-off in some cases. Some people did the back back to back, yes. didn't they? The, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, a fair play to you. Like, Oppenheimer's yeah. three hours long, like, so mm. I don't know how people did it. But uh, I've seen both. I was very lucky to, uh, we had a babysitter for Oppenheimer, so me and Jerry got to go. Wow. And, uh, uh, Jer reminded the Beva this week while I went to Barbie. You, you've you've sorted so. yourselves out. We can't even get a babysitter, so we can go to Oppenheimer. We've been parents for like seven years. You're on the ball. showing is the way to I know, go. I know. Go at like know. four o'clock in the day, not mm. at night time, especially a three-hour movie. Um, but yes, I've seen both two completely different movies, so I don't think you can really compare them. Do you know what I mean? Or pick mm. one above the mm. other. Um, I yeah, but they both deal with kind of existential crises, don't they? Yeah, so. kind of. Yeah. What did you? And you obviously saw Barbie as well, so you'll have your own thoughts. What on idea? Too. I saw about. 75% of Barbie because I took my two little ones and of course I had to go to the toilet about four times so I missed like whole chunks of the film yeah. so I feel like I can't probably give a very wholesome fulsome um, review of it but I did enjoy what I saw of it I have to say but yeah go ahead you go on yeah no I mean obviously like it, the whole thing with Barbie is very much like I, I went I think you're better off going into it not knowing anything you know that I think I enjoyed yeah, it more I didn't really know that. much about it yeah um, but it is very much like I did you ever go to see it with you no I went with Lily yeah. and Lily mm-hmm. so um, although I think like men would enjoy it but like me obviously not as much as women like it is very much mm-hmm. female focused and like very much like speaking about the patriarchy and things like that you mm-hmm. know so um, I really enjoyed it I thought like visually it's absolutely beautiful the costumes the clothes everything mm-hmm. is very well done it's quite witty I really liked mm-hmm. like the sense of humour in it that it mm-hmm. wasn't like I just really liked the whole like take on Ken and like Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. played him so well it was so good and like mm-hmm. if you didn't see the end though I feel like it's hard for you to have a rounded opinion of the whole movie because the end is quite soft. I did see the end. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the end is quite like emotional, obviously. Mm. It kind of talks about mothers and things like that and like mothers' mm. places with their daughters and behaviour mm. and all that. So, um, yeah. I was I was very much on the brink of tears at one point. All right, yes. but I just kind of gather myself. Uh, I was very hormonal that day as well. So I would a lot of people have cried. People, don't, a lot be of people. Hor- don't be hormonal going to see Yes, it. I think a lot of people have cried at it though. But like it's well mm. worth the watch. I mean, they made all those stages like all those um like you mm. know the barbie land and all that they literally made all of that in the studios mm. in london so um in what's it called what's those studios called oh my gosh what's a very famous studio pinewood Pinewood. Pinewood. Yeah, so they made them all in Pinewood and like there's no black. There's actually no black in any of those like um, shots or any of those like, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word? Oh my God, my brain isn't working. Yeah, shots. Yes. Scenes. So the only thing that there's like black in is like the men's suits, like the corporate guys and all that, which are quite funny because I thought when those characters mm. were introduced, I was like, ugh, you know, like I don't really want to see this mm. part of it. But actually mm. it was very well done. I thought it was quite funny and quite witty. Mm. And mm. Uh, yeah, look, Margot Robbie plays her very well. And the whole, uh, what I really yeah, enjoyed was great. the narrating by Helen Mirren as well. I thought it was that very was good funny. as well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, it was really good. And Ryan Gosling is a star turn in it as well. Yeah, like. it's and brilliant. There's lots of cameos and stuff as well, actually, which people will enjoy. And yes. America Ferreira is really nice in it. And she um, is, yeah. What's that girl's name that was that's in it? Oh, she she played the part of how to make a girl. She was in that, and she's one of the sort of other Barbies. Yeah. Anyway, there's loads of great people in it. Nic- yeah. Nicola. Nicola 
cackling. Yeah, she's only in it for like 20 seconds, though. Yeah. So funny. But I mean, if it was you and someone was like, do you want to be in the Barbie movie for 20 seconds? You'd be like, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Because I thought she'd be in it a bit more and I kind of kept keeping my Mm -hmm. eye open for her. But uh, yeah, look, it was fabulous. And I thought it was really nice in terms of like being very inclusive in terms of the casting and all that as well, you Mm -hmm. know. I thought that was very good. So yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. And then Oppenheimer is excellent I don't know do I nearly did I nearly prefer it (laughs) with Mm, Oppenheimer mm. because I really like those kind of historical things and Mm -hmm. it was serious you know so you kind of got into it and the acting is brilliant Gillian Murphy's brilliant there's so many stars in it like the cast is Mm -hmm. out of this world I suppose because the cast is unreal yeah Yeah. so I suppose because like I said Christopher Nolan a lot of people like want to turn up for him but obviously Gillian Murphy's been in like five or six of his movies now Mm -hmm. Um, but it was brilliant I uh, it's it's really long but you don't really feel that it's long um mm. it goes on You're like I said in. for the three mm. hours but like kind of feels like a couple of different stories are going on um the one thing I will say about it not really to spoil it is the bat when they're testing the bomb and things like that that is kind of maybe not um as big as I thought it was going to be like mm. you know I thought they'd really like show that and show like mm. the bombings and stuff that's very minuscule mm. it is very much mm. about the man himself and the story mm. you know so mm. um the baby's probably going to kick off I can see it in her eyes <laughs> I might have to move her but um <laughs> so uh but the cast is brilliant Robert Downey Jr. as well is so brilliant in it as an actor yeah. oh my gosh I really like just the character somebody was saying recently that uh, I heard a critic on the radio saying that in a way it's a shame that he got wrapped up in the Marvel movies because we've yes. been deprived of him as a serious actor because he's been doing all that stuff, you know. Um, yeah. Do you want to pick her up? Yeah, I'll put her there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, three hours but worth every minute of it I, do, I would say and like the story you can hear her wake up in Kenya oh the baby <laughs> so um, but what else what other part? there's a few like massive actors playing very small parts in it too and you'll recognise mm-hmm. all these people and be like okay what's he from what's he from but the story is just it's I mean obviously like it's you know what what it became of it in the Manhattan Project and mm. all that is so like you know horrific but very interesting to see how they went about it and mm. again like everybody plays very good characters like Matt Damon's character is actually very mm-hmm. entertaining character although mm-hmm. like Sirius is, is has quite a fun like it's, it's there's a few darkly comedic bits in it yes I heard know? a bit as well I heard a clip from it and it was like a kind of a again a, a joke about an existential crisis or whatever and he was like yes. yeah well tough shit kind of thing you know Yes. move along um, so he sounds good as well so yeah I really want to see it but oh, I God, know maybe get a daytime babysitter like I say you never know um, yeah, maybe. I get somebody yeah. go at like 2 o'clock on a Sunday when you come to visit know? next week me and Stuart go yeah if you want to go first thing Sunday morning if you find a showing there Sunday morning <laughs> or oh, late Friday is. night um, yeah, um, so yeah obviously two solid recommends there anyway but um, yeah, so it's going to be funny yeah go, go on. on sorry no, no, that, that was like in terms of movies, that's definitely like they're the highlights of the summer, I would say. Like there's mm-hmm. probably nothing else kind of big coming like that. But yeah. the one thing I did really want to recommend because I finished it this week is TV wise is the season two of The Bear. Oh, it was just absolutely oh, yeah. superb. So I won't mm-hmm. go into it much because I know a lot of people probably haven't gotten to it yet. 
But mm. just in terms of epic TV, I just thoroughly mm. enjoyed it. I think I preferred it more than the first season, which rarely happens. Wow. So, um, yeah, cool. it's really excellent. So um, I suppose Barbie has won as well in terms of the Barbie versus Oppenheimer. It may broke a Money. billion. Yeah, a billion at yeah, the weekend. Yeah. So I get that though. Like lots of people bringing their kids. It's obviously got a, yeah, yeah. It's got a marketing machine behind it, doesn't it? And it's got the, the toy. Yeah. Actually, Blind Boy did a podcast about it this week, about how, you know, it's got to do with sort of making us feel like children again you know these big yes. brands and stuff mm. and how we all take kind of comfort in that I must listen Nostalgia. to it actually but, um, but that's yeah. it and like even since then I've seen a lot of people like <laughs> on TikTok and stuff showing all these 90s Barbies and it's like oh my god yeah. I had that Barbie I had that Barbie yeah. like it's so yeah. cool you know the, the, if you stay and watch it, the credits at the end it brings up loads of different Barbies you oh, know cool. and I was like yeah. I had that one and yeah. all this yeah it's mad and even but, um, they go through like even some of the cast there's some of the Barbies that have been like decommissioned that's very oh, yeah. Because like a few of those yeah. like, we definitely had like you know me just yeah. pregnant one and stuff like that yeah 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 and the one whose boobs grow the yeah boobs oh my grow. god we definitely had her yeah oh mental totally mental yeah. yeah but it's funny it just shows you how things change over time doesn't it um I have so much TV chat for you but we will save it till next week do you know what I finished last night uh series five of The Handmaid's Tale thinking oh, it was hilarious. the last series <laughs> thinking it was the last series and I was like in, on the last episode I was going this is very slow for a last ever episode and then I realised there's a whole new series yeah, coming I was is. like oh my it's god it's good though that season I enjoyed mm. it I thought it was good mm. some of it's a little yeah. bit boring when it's kind of just her in Canada and stuff but then yeah. it kind of kicks off all the stuff with it's very um, oh the, the ending was brilliant I was yeah. like oh my god what's her really name good, really good. Um, what's her name you're one oh uh, Oh she's June God. and the bear, Serena. 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 Yeah, yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, All that was Jesus, brilliant. All their so relationship so throughout it was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Very good. So, anyway, we'll talk about some of that stuff next week. I've started loading new stuff recently as well and finished. I was kind of flying through telly there for a while, but. Um, Stop yeah. maternity okay. leave. I get to watch everything now. I'll, I'll I have know. loads of stuff to it's talk great. about. Every it's week. great. You lucky dog. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start Yellowstone as well, by the way. You've watched oh, that, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. It's yeah. Mm. The first season's a bit shite, so just keep going. Mm. It's like the okay. first season is like um, Dad. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, that Someone kind of vibe. That. Yeah. Whereas the second yeah. season actually kind of gets a little bit more serious, less silly and mm. stuff. So stick true. I think we skipped a good bit of season one and then kind of moved on to season okay. two. So there you go. Okay. So uh, that was two number three. So our fox this week is Maeve O'Brien. Uh, <laughs> You know, that's funny because I think it was Elaine's weekend. She was like, you can tell me it was the fox. I was like, uh, <laughs> in her so, nine weeks of life, eight yeah, weeks of life. Yeah. So it's going to be brief. <laughs> she hasn't done an awful lot just yet. So yeah, born you. on the 8th of June, 2023, Maeve Esther O'Brien is a perfect small human destined for great things. She joins a ready formed girl gang of cousins who have hurled at her, hurled at her arrival and embraced her with open arms. Maeve is set to live to 100 and continue the good work of her mother in being a feminist and champion for equality. <laughs> we love Maeve. Long may she reign. Oh, Queen Maeve. Oh, Queen thank Maeve. you, Kay. That was lovely. I can play this back to you when you're like in your late teens. You can hear it. <laughs> yeah, you're only nine weeks now. Bless That's you. It. They, um, um, it was so weird though. I was looking at a thing and it was like, you know, the age she'll be when she does this and like what year it's going to yeah. be and all that. What's it going to be like? You know, and there's so much talk at the moment about global warming and stuff stressing me out so much. It stresses you out way more, I think, when you have children than before. You yeah, children. totally, totally. You know, For a while, you get over that again. 
again and again. I think for the first few mm. years, you're like everything. I couldn't watch any TV programs that had any sort of hint yes. of abuse of children or anything like that for years. But I get yeah. okay again. Okay, again with it. You get a bit more practical, but it's yeah. very difficult. Yeah, it's you're you're kind of retuning your folk, your vision of the world or how you your lens, you know, of how you it. see the world. Yeah, um, she kind of yeah, she, yeah, that's kind of what I was alluding to in that. Like she's. Her life expectancy is 100. You know, it's amazing. It's mad, like, isn't it? Well, mm-hmm. m- mental. Yeah. Oh, thank you, So long you, may Kelly. she live. Long uh, may she my reign. My little facts. My little facts. <laughs> She's very quiet. Okay, She's so, very good. So far. Thank oh, God. bless her. Bless her. Okay, number four. Over to you, Nick, for your follow or the trend. Four. So, yes. So, obviously, spoiler alert. We, so we mentioned there earlier. Yeah. I wanted to give a shout out to... You and your wonderful documentary that was released last weekend and was played mm. on News Talk. Um, I've listened to it like four times because obviously oh, you sent you. me uh, versions when you were kind of editing it and stuff and all that. And um, I was blown away by it, by the story and how sad it was and a lot of it that we didn't know about. But I'm going to leave you talk about it. I know this is kind of usually my part, mm. but I'd like you to tell everybody a little bit about it. And all I can mm. do is encourage you to listen to it. And I think it's brilliant and worth the exposure and the chat about it and all that because I never knew about it in my 34 years 30, what age am I? 35 years <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard really about the store I knew a tiny bit about it but that was it really so um, mm. maybe tell people a little bit about it Yeah I don't know I don't think I've really talked about it very much before no. but um, so basically yeah it's called Tainted Blood and basically it's set sort of starting in the early 80s when the haemophilia community in Ireland was really thrown into sort of crisis and despair because they were, if you have haemophilia, back then they were being treated with these things called factor concentrates, which is basically made up from pooled plasma and blood plasma. So what happened was the Irish government, the Irish system was importing, it was collecting blood in Ireland, but it was also importing blood from America. And some of this blood turned out to be infected with HIV and quite a chunk of that community got infected with HIV and or AIDS and died. Um, and to add to that, they also got infected with hepatitis C at a later stage oh. as well. But the documentary kind of focuses on the first part. Um, so when I found out about this a few years ago, I was absolutely agog. I was like, what is this all about? And I think that shocked me the most was the sort of lack of support they got yeah. from the government okay. at the time. They were sort of left to fend for themselves. And there was this huge stigma around having HIV or AIDS. It was very much associated with people who sort of drew it on themselves, as it were, like drug users or gay men or sex workers or, you know, people who were living sort of, you know, questionable in commas lifestyles, you know. And there was this very strange approach by the government, which was sort of like, oh, we can't help just one group without helping everybody you know they were kind of avoiding having any responsibility despite the fact that they were the people who were responsible for putting these products into Irish people you know with haemophilia so basically that's what the documentary looks at it looks at how the community reacted to it it looks like it looks at what they needed to do they had uh, they were very very lucky to have a couple of very strong people working for the Irish Haemophilia Society, who was, which was only a voluntary organisation at the time. But they really stepped up and started this massive campaign for their members. And they had to go through so much to get what they deserved in terms of support for them. And then it talks about as well about all the kind of stigma in Irish society at the time and how people, you know, 
generations in one family could have been affected by this and they wouldn't have necessarily told anybody else because there was such stigma associated with it. There was stigma associated with the bodies of people who died with HIV. There was protocols in place where they had to be put into body bags rather than buried um, or having an open casket at a wake or whatever. And that was something that they found very difficult because, you know, it would draw attention to the fact that someone in their family, that that person had been HIV positive or there was a, you know, an an illness that was contractible, as it were, um, supposedly. So all that stuff was terrible to the point where the IHS even set up their own sort of palliative care services. They sort of worked with undertakers so they didn't have to have the bodies in body bags and things like that. Like just stuff you wouldn't believe. You just would not believe. Um, And it's heartbreaking. And some of the people I spoke to were honestly, they would just blow you away, like the stuff they went through and to be as generous to share their stories with mm. me and with us it was unbelievable. So it really comes down to them. So a massive thanks to them as well. But yeah, I would just say I fe- it was a story I felt compelled to tell. Mm. And I think everybody should listen to it just to learn about that situation because there's things in there about advocacy and about, you know, ensuring things like this don't happen again. Because you can't kind of take any of these things for granted. Mm. And I think it's worth listening to for that reason alone, if I do say so myself. So, yeah, yeah it's brilliant. it's going to actually be on News Talk this Saturday at 9pm. That's Saturday the 12th at 9pm. It'll be broadcast again. So uh, get your mammies and daddies to listen as well. <laughs> if you're at home doing nothing on a Saturday night, which probably nobody is. Um, and then it's also available on News Talk. Have a podcast player, Go Loud, or if you go on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, if you look up News Talk documentaries and you'll find it there too. It's called Tainted Blood. If you actually search Tainted Blood, it comes up also. So... Oh, does it? Yes, on Google? Yes. Oh, no, I searched good. it on Spotify and it came up and podcasts oh. came up. So, yeah, if anyone cool. searches the name of the po- of the documentary, it comes up also. So, yeah. yes. It's and if anybody's got good. a great story for me, you think I should make a documentary out of, you can get in touch as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Kelly. well done. I'm very proud of you. It is. Uh, I, mean, you. I was heavily pregnant first time I listened to it and I bawled my eyes out, especially like <laughs> one or two parts sad. in particular Points. are very it sad. Is, it is. I was a bit worried. It was a bit depressing and it, it is yeah. a hard listen but I think it it's kind a bit of hope in up. it too yeah, yeah. There is, there is. and like to, you know obviously there is some resolution to it like you yeah. know very yeah. sad story but I think it's like one of it's just so not known you know it's yeah. mad I never knew anything about it and I was kind of like disappointed in myself that I didn't know anything about it or that like we don't talk about it you know as a yeah. society that that happened which is horrific you know so mm-hmm. I think that's um, yeah I some think of those people are still alive today you know, yeah. and still carrying around all that, everything that happened. Yeah. It's wild. Just poor people. Okay. Thanks, Nicola. Thanks well for done, letting well me talk done. about my project there, which I know is not always, uh, people don't always hear about people's work things, but there you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. Right. Moving along. Number five. So last up this week is like, oh my God, so much music stuff. Where do so we even start? Much, yeah. Right. First, in chronological order, Taylor Swift tickets. We just want to say really sorry to everybody out there who's trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. I don't know why I'm apologising. God help you all. I, I feel know. like I was in multiple WhatsApp groups of with people who were stressing over it. Mental. I'm sure Di won't let me. My friend Di won't mind me telling the story, but my friend Di, oh God, it's so terrible. She ended up paying £660 for a ticket to, to Taylor Swift. She thought it was four tickets. 
Oh my but like God, how shit of that website that it looked like that, you know. Actually, I forgot to tell you, she's managed to sell it since. Oh, great. Who in their right mind bought that ticket? I do um, not know. Yeah. Died, brought it by pure accident. Like, um, oh yeah, it was, you know, and they do this pressure thing where she had only like a minute to make the decision yes. around the ticket and you have to get your details in and all that. Stress, stress, stress. So everybody, sympathies if you didn't get your Taylor Swift tickets and if you did, yes, well done. I was trying also. And like I'd gotten mm. the code. I was like, oh, this is helpful. I wasn't waiting. I actually mm. got the code to try to get the tickets. Oh, sure. It was absolute chaos altogether. Yeah. Not mm. great. Not yeah. great at all. So, so that's that. But I'm sure she'll put on a good show. But sometimes I feel like, why don't they intervene a bit more in this chaos and make it a little bit less wild? Especially that kind of jacking up of the ticket prices. I think that is wild. And well, there, there was loads like, via- that were like 300 plus, yeah, for those yeah. tickets. But yes, yeah. exactly. So, so there are some, they sell for huge yes. inflated prices, which I think is bullshit like it's not mm. good if they want to sell those kind of tickets go and sell them through like a fancy agency who do VIP experiences and stuff like that yeah. don't put them on Ticketmaster it's bullshit like yeah, um, anyway there you go the second thing was and we just deal with this briefly Lizzo we're a bit sad about Lizzo aren't we it's all really strange isn't it it's all like, strange it's, it's really all a weird. bit strange it's very yeah I'd be lying if I said I was massively surprised when the news came out. I just feel like she's a very larger than life person. I feel like she's probably a bossy lady. Do you know what I mean? But Yeah, but the, like, the fat shaming thing and all that is really yeah. strange. Yeah. Like, yeah. really strange. But then like looking at the kind of, um, apparently like the actual like legal documents, a lot of it is about the lead dancer, like, the one yes. that kind of that she kind of was implicated in most of it, and Liz yeah. was only who was kind of forcing of Christian values on them, but then also stuff. talking about inappropriate sexual stuff and all yes. that. It's wild. What I would say to people is, if you haven't read down into some of the allegations, I think you should do that because that then it, it kind of blurs things a yes, bit. It's um, so look, it's all allegations. Beyonce took her name out of a song. Say. Now she'd have to put her name back in. And it's like, is this, it's like, she's not fully cancelled, but she may be on the road to being cancelled, you know? And oh God, it just, the whole thing is a bit, Strange. it's just disappointing, isn't it? That there's but anything. Then, like like on the other hand though, people are saying it's because they were all, they lost their jobs. Those yeah. cancers. So they're saying maybe it's yeah. like, you know, we'll Sour see, grapes. we'll have to see what happens in the court system, I suppose, you know, whether, yeah. whether they find her guilty or not, or find them guilty or not. So who knows, you know, but um, yeah, it's, it, look, true. it's disappointing, isn't it? It is disappointing. Mm. It's a shame. Yeah, that any, and as well that they were made feel like that, like nobody should be made. And like some of the strange stuff that seems to have been said is fucking really strange stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, okay. yeah, strange. And um, the other thing then is um, Sinead O'Connor. Yes. Which, yeah. yeah, we were actually together when we heard about Sinead O'Connor passing. And it's so sad because... She was such a, you know, individual. Mm. She was so like in her own class. And yeah, it was just, you know, and I have been a little bit sickened by this like outpouring of grief for her when mm. in real life she kind of battled sometimes to have her voice heard. Yeah. Um, I was saying to you that time that I'd read her autobiograph- autobiography last year. And up until that point, I was a little bit like, I liked her. I always liked her. And I liked that she was kind of feisty and stuff. But sometimes I kind of questioned her motivations behind something like I remember the time she became a priest and then converting to um mm. to becoming a Muslim and I just felt like I didn't understand that side of her and after I read her, her autobiography I kind of got it a lot more yes. I got her a lot more and I kind of understood where she was coming from 
what her upbringing had been like and all that and the challenges she faced and why she was the way she was, you know. Mm. And really, she was just someone who wouldn't take any fucking bullshit mm. and wouldn't um, and kind of wants to stand up for love and empathy and wouldn't be walked all over, you know. And that yeah. that is the thing that's not very common, you know, just towing the party line. A lot of people just tow the party line because you have to. And, you know, even when she like... On her, I think it was her, for her first album, maybe she was pregnant. She said she wasn't going to do stuff. She wasn't going to do live gigs yeah. and all that stuff. And she got into trouble. I'm pretty sure she got dropped by her, by her label. Like loads of stuff happened to her when she was in her early 20s. Yeah. You know, she stood up for herself, you know, which is amazing. She didn't just turn into this like kind of commergeny, like freedom rebel song person. You know, she was she was always like that. And I guess as she got older, she just sort of this perception of her grew around her you know but um, anyway massive loss Mm. to Irish culture and music and uh, yeah rest in peace rest in power I I heard a mad story last week about how like she it was her she was on the Grammys performing in like 1988 or 1989 or something and Public Enemy basically Mm. there was a rap category did you see that there was a rap category loads of them were excluded Yeah, yeah so they wouldn't they basically wouldn't televise it and stuff so she like Painted the public enemy logo on her bald head. head. <laughs> Just shows you, like, from day one. Yeah, and then all these stories have been others. coming out about her charity and like the things she's done with people and like spending time with people who were dying. And oh my God, just very selfless. Just, yeah. you know, what too good for this planet. You know what I mean? Like, God bless her. So, and so, um, be- so beautiful and so talented as well. Oh, so really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And so talented. You're right. Um, but she was tormented and I think she was devastated after her son died last year. Yeah. So, you know, I hope she gets a bit of heartbreak. Total heartbreak. Yeah. So there you go. That was that. And then one other thing I wanted to mention, because I just saw the headline today, but Mick Pyro has a new album. So Mick Pyro from Republic of Loose. And it's supposed oh. to be very good. So oh. check that. It's his first solo album, you know. Then, so yeah. Republic of Loose were big like 20 oh, years staff. ago. So. I still love Republic yeah. Loose. Like sometimes yeah. you'd hear like I'd come on the radio like in the odd time yeah. and like still tunes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Love them, love them. Interesting. Uh, so I have one last thing to say, which is good luck to the Kerry ladies on Sunday. Yeah. Playing in the All-Ireland <laughs> final. Maybe they'll do better than the boys. Yeah, they'll do better. Yeah, exactly. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But it's lovely mm. to be back and uh, yeah. yeah, and the baby was very well behaved. Bless her for her first podcast. She'll be allowed back. Yeah, she might be, be taken over back. from one of us well, one of these days. Yeah, <laughs> We won't have much of a choice now for the next few months anyway. I mean, as soon as I'm attached to her. So yeah, I feel like we should say that we might be a bit ad hoc with our episodes over the next uh, couple of months. But you'll understand, listeners, you'll get it. You get. We need, we need to be flexible. So um, yeah, but thank you for listening. And uh, I'm sure you remember all loads of other stuff that we wanted to talk about next week. And we'll talk about that then. Indeed. Well, thank you, Kel. It's lovely to have you back. We'll have you back. Have us back. Be back. <laughs> be back. Fox First Black Five is back. And yeah. uh, yes, we missed everybody. And thanks again. Chat soon. Yep. See you next week, guys. Bye. Oh, what's oh, sorry. Take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs>